Tech fans, it's time for Up with the White and Gold. He's GT John Watts. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. want to welcome you guys in, and we'll start off by saying if you would like to contact the show in any way whatsoever, you can do so the following ways. You can email us at 3endzone at gmail.com. That is the number three, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E at gmail.com. You can search for us on Facebook, Impact Media, Up with the White and Gold, John Watts, Jeremy York, any of those should basically find us. If you're one of those people who likes to just click on a link and listen to a show, we appreciate you guys just as much as anybody. You can go to Twitter at Team Impact Media, scroll down to the appropriate show you want to listen to, listen to as many times as you want. There's no cap. Uh, tell your friends. And also, if you want to follow either John or myself on social media, I am at the Impact 99 on basically any social media you can think of. And if I'm not mistaken, you are either GT John or GA Tech John, correct? Yeah, GA Tech John. You will find me there. Pretty much everything. Don't try to go look for my name. J- and that's J-O-N. There's no H in his name, guys. Yeah, my name's not John. Yeah, yeah, it, it's not. It's not uh, German. It's well, it could be German, but there's there's still no H in it. Yeah, there's, that's a different podcast. <laughs> yep, completely different podcast. Uh, you know, thoughts and prayers out to the German national team as well. But that's a whole different podcast. As you had to go there. We could go you on for to go. way too. Well, you brought. Well, I brought up Germany, but then you said something else. It just it was on my it was on my mind. I mean, it doesn't matter the Cup's coming home, but, you know, that once again, another podcast, completely different podcast. And when I say coming home, I mean across the pond, not the U.S. guys. So uh, send all your hate mail to whatever John's email is that he will tell you at the end of the show. And that, and that, and that will conclude the video portion of our podcast today. So now we're, we're audio only the rest of the night. Uh, how are you, John? Well, I mean, what's better for you to bring that up? But, um... It's it, it definitely been a interesting week. Um, you know, Saturday didn't go so well, and then you know, the last couple of days has definitely been eventful, which we'll talk about. But uh, you know, to um, kind of come away with the season that we that we had, I mean, it was definitely an improvement. So I mean, I can't. I mean, we still can kind of hold our head high a little bit there, and I feel it was an improvement. Um, Game started out good. It just kind of went away from us, to say the least. Um, but in the well, otherwise, I think, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to otherwise, I think uh, it was pretty good. Uh, we did pretty well, and you know, hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think probably some people had a better Thanksgiving than others, but yeah, I mean. I mean we we talked about it before that that this team I mean it was what ten to seven at the half it was really uh, it, it most of the way through the third finally finally UGA finds the scoreboard again and makes it twenty to seven which was still not far away from from the final which was thirty three fourteen but if I'm not mistaken I don't think that there was uh, very many offenses this year that hung 14 points on this UGA defense. No. Uh, maybe a couple that had it in the 20s, but, yeah, definitely 
Uh, there weren't, there weren't a whole lot there. Um, like I said, it was 10 to 7 and a half, which, I mean, from being a, a 5 and 6 team and it's 11 and up team, you know, that's a pretty good takeaway, I think, um, from there. Um, just started mistakes in that third quarter, um, and Georgia you know, capitalized on it, and, and just like Georgia would, um, and just kind of went from it there. And, you know, we made mistakes there and just couldn't sustain a drive. So, it was kind of hard to do that when you, you know, you're going into a, a team like that that's just going to, you know, any mistakes you make, they're, they're going to make a pay for it. Well, and, and I would also say that um, this team got as far, and by this team I mean Georgia Tech, they, they made it as far as they could possibly get. They were just not really equipped. It's kind of like a video game. It's like uh, if if you have a lot of intermediate players, because I don't think there's a lot of beginner players on here. I think there's some really good, talented players. There's a lot of talent on this team. But when you go up against a team with as much talent and depth and skills as the UGA Bulldogs, it just at some point when you're out, when you're out talented, I guess by by so much depth, where the talent is in the the starting core for Georgia Tech. I mean, there are probably, you know, third-string kickers on Georgia that could be linebackers in the ACC. I mean, that's just – it's just where things are at right now. But I think the team got as far as they possibly could get, and they actually – I thought it was very respectable. Um, I think Kirby would have liked to to run the score up. I just – I don't think that Georgia Tech was really allowing it much. They actually – like I said, they actually did a pretty good job of, of keeping it from getting too far out of hand. Yeah, I mean, I mean looking I mean, at, at the score here, um, you know, they didn't, we held them without a touchdown until the second quarter. They only got mm-hmm. one third, like two and a four. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it was pretty. I mean, it held them pretty low for I mean, what we were doing there, and you know, even us being able to score first, you know, go up seven to nothing, um, and then you know, even come out of that first quarter seven to three. I mean, it was we were doing really well there, and you know, being able to hold them uh, to um, I mean, as low as they did, even with you know Bennett having. Uh, his longest pass of the season in that game it still wasn't that bad in the end, I don't think. I mean, yeah, we lose, but, I mean, people were talking 40, 45-point difference, and really didn't know, it was only 23 in the end. And even with that last you know, touchdown, that would have been a 30-point difference, which is still better than what people expected. Um, right. I mean, we're going against a powerhouse with without our top quarterback. I mean, we're running our. Um, I mean, but yeah, we're not running our, our top our top quarterbacks can go. And we're looking at you know we've been using you know, a fourth, second, third, and fourth string quarterbacks during the year. So it's been we come away with what we did. Uh, they look pretty good. Yeah, I definitely think so. And, I mean, they did a lot of the stuff that we said they needed to do to to have a chance or to at least be respectable in this game. I mean, uh, you know, Zach Gibson 
had 19 completions. He threw for 191 yards. I, I don't have a, a big problem because this is not an offense that loves to fling the ball around so much. So I thought those were pretty good numbers. They used Fumacon to run a little bit. He ended up getting the uncontested touchdown pretty much. I mean, they did a lot of the stuff we we said they should do. It just, like I said, there's you just didn't have enough firepower to go against arguably one of the best teams in probably history. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, kind of go against the defending national champion and being likely you know, at this point to play for the national championship again, depending on you know, what the playoffs are like. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really hard to kind of run up against that. And they're I mean, they're. I mean, I hate to say it, but you know, they're they're a great team. Um, because it is what it is. So, um, I said to to do what we did. It definitely could have been, and I think probably a lot of good spots would have been a lot worse. Um, but you know, we'll take that. Um, Building the off season and see what we can do next year. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, like I said, it, it, I, to to be where you were uh, under Collins' leadership, uh, it just it just wasn't working. That doesn't mean that Collins is good or bad or indifferent. I mean, everybody can have different opinions on it, but whatever he was doing wasn't working, and whatever changes he was trying to make, they didn't work either. So it it definitely was a good move to to move on and at least have key kind of pick up the pieces and just kind of, you know, hey, do what you can. You know, we'll, we'll just kind of assess it as we go there. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of talk a little more about that in the, the second part of the show. But, I mean, I, I thought really this team kind of banded together. and Maybe it was his leadership. Maybe it was uh, – I mean, I don't know what it was. Maybe they had a team meeting. There's a bunch of different things that could happen. Um, maybe they went to the varsity because, you know, I, I have to mention that at least once a show, and they didn't even sponsor the show. But you know, whatever it was, they they kind of banded together and and made the most of of what should have been. I don't, the I guess if this season was a puzzle, it's almost like they started the year missing a few pieces, and somehow they just kind of made their own pieces and and made it into a a different picture by the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last, like we've always said it before, in the last three years, you know, we had three win seasons. Uh, which, you know, in the last year was a forty-five nothing loss to Georgia, um, and then you know, starting this year, one and three uh, under Collins. Uh, clearly, you know, it was just finally time to, you know, do something about it. I mean, it was kind of a joke that at that point, you know, after four seasons, Collins had less wins than Georgia did in one year. Yeah. Um, jokes that Mark Ritz had more wins at Bobby Dodd than Jeff Collins. Which so, was actually accurate, too. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, look at those. And then you know, finally we'll kind of move on. Um, bring in, you know, the interim uh, Brent Key. And Key goes four for four. I mean, not four for four. Four and four. Um, <laughs> Yeah, four boards, a meal at a restaurant. Um, four four yeah. season. Um, oh, and eight. He was able to win 
four out of the eight games. So, you know, Collins had a chance at 12 games each, or 10, 12 games each year. He only went three, and Collins does four out of, four out of eight. Clearly, right. I mean, sorry, he did four out of eight. Um, so, yeah, it definitely was a good thing. Uh, just kind of move on when someone else kind of uh, see what they can do uh, with that. And, and you know, to get four wins out of the team that we had, it's, you know, either, you know, definitely there's something, there was something there that Collins couldn't figure out. That, you know, we had players. I mean, there wasn't really any change in players outside of when people get hurt and things from mm-hmm. getting the season before the end. So, I mean, it was definitely there. So, clearly, Collins just wasn't connecting the way he should have I mean, on the field. I mean, I understand, you know, he came in and embraced the 404 culture and the whole Waffle House thing, um, which made it out of the negatives uh, going forward. Um, I was I just think maybe he was a fan of the All Star. I don't think he was trying to embrace the culture. I just think he he was he was good about his uh, smothered, covered and and uh, and capped maybe, you know. I mean, to the point I wrote a tweet that someone said that uh, whoever had whoever George Taylor hired as a head coach, he hopes you don't see him at the ball fest. So, <laughs> hey, well, I mean, it, it, you know the interim coach. I mean, I I don't. We need to find a way to get the message to him because, you know, I, I keep throwing it out there, the interim coach. Uh, no joke, lunch is, lunch is on me or us uh, at, at Varsity. If if you want to check that out sometime, I could probably pull some alumni in too. That uh, I mean, not from the football team, but other Georgia Tech graduates I know that would probably meet you down there. I mean, just uh, uh, interim coach Keith, because we'll talk about they, they did – hire a head coach, but we will get into in a minute. But, yeah, kind of the final piece on Collins, and maybe it's because uh, producer Sassy and Sunshine have this particular movie on in the studio here, which, you know, nothing screams Georgia Tech football like this particular movie. But, um, I mean, Collins was kind of like kind of like Olaf in, in June or something. He just kind of melted away there at the end, and, and uh, he just, you know, refused to adapt to the times. And so it, it was – you know, he'll move on to other things. We said we said what Key did, and um, like I said, there's the second part of the show. We're going to open it up by uh, by by talking about the new head coach, which is kind of exciting. Yeah, yeah. But to to put a you know to put a pin in this season though, like you said, it's for a team that looked like. I mean, it looked like probably maybe a three-win team. I would have said two to three wins the way they were playing early. And all of a sudden, Key took over, and, and there was there was for almost from about week two or three that he was coaching, we were both kind of saying on and off the show, is this team going to make a bowl? Are they, are they going to win five or six games? It, it really looks like they could. And they actually won games against people like what uh, North Carolina – People that we didn't think they they were gonna have a chance against. Yeah, I mean, pick them in, and we beat two top twenty-five teams, Pittsburgh and North Carolina, on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said earlier, we were you know, competitive in at least that first half against Georgia. Um, 
which is, I mean, in itself saying something. So, yeah, definitely, I mean, from, uh, now I've said Taylor two halves, but it is an equal halves, but from what we saw in the Collins and what we saw in the Keys, it felt like completely two different teams and yeah. two different mindsets of what happened. So, yeah, I mean, to come away with what we did, like I said, and we'll take that. Um, hold, her, hold her head high and, and then we'll learn from what we were able to get accomplished in that second part of the season and apply that to you know, next year and you know, build on that and see what, what we're going to do next year. Yeah, and, and I would argue you were competitive for all four quarters, both both halves, however you want to divide it up. It just it was like I said where if if you have one or two ways to score, Georgia had about five or six. So as soon as Georgia figured out how you were going to try to score and found out ways to stop that, you couldn't stop all five ways they were going to try to score against you. You just you didn't have the personnel for it. But like I said I, I would say you were competitive all four, and and like you said it, it was completely it was two completely different teams and. You know, unfortunately, you're probably going to lose some people because of it. I mean, there there seems to be a, a crazy mass exodus going on in that part of, of the state anyway right now, but uh, that that's a completely different show as well. Tune in for that one later on this week. But, <laughs> you know, like like we said, it's, it's good to see that, that he was able to turn around. Uh, hopefully they can build on the momentum of what he done towards the end of the year and hopefully based off the guy they hired to be the head coach, they can uh, continue what what he kind of got started. But I guess for now, let's – well, not I guess. That's what we're actually – I'm being signaled to do. (laughs) For now, let's go to to a break where we will tell you about our friends from betonline.net. I've never had two producers go so crazy that I went to break yet. Um, we're going to go to break, tell you about our friends at betonline.net, and when we get back, we will talk about the new head coach and at least a couple of the changes that we know out of the gate. But we'll be back right after this. Hey, this is Jeremy the Impact York from the Impact Media family of podcasts. Betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest ways to get your betting fixed. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we're back here on Up With the White and Gold. He's GT John Watts. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. Want to welcome you guys back. Of course, make sure to go visit our friends at betonline.net. They've got the wager lines. They've got the betting lines. They've got podcasts. They've got articles. It's it's a really easy website to use. Even if you're in a place where you cannot bet or you choose not to bet, there's still so much information on there. It makes you a much more educated fan. I mean, who knows? Maybe you'll be the next coach of the Indianapolis Colts. All you got to do is go to betonline.net, and it's got all that information. And uh, tell them that Impact Media sent you. They love to hear that, and we love to hear from them that you told them that. But, uh, John, you know, we, we danced around we danced around it long enough. 
I, I'm, I'm more to tee this up and, and let you hit it out of the park, or I guess I'm going to throw the Hail Mary up and you need to Calvin Johnson it and uh, make sure you come down inbounds and, and don't put the ball on the turf. That's a whole other story, too. So many, so many spawned-off podcasts we could have. Um, right. We know that as the season ended, as the last game was played, it goes down to all zeros. Uh, they unfortunately lose their seventh game as opposed to winning their sixth, 33-14 to UGA. Facts. We know that Brent Key took over and made the team 4-4 four and four in the eight games he coached. Those are facts. You know, he was the interim coach. Facts. All of that technically ends when that last ball game ends, pretty much. So that left them. They had the coaching search. And um, who did they end up hiring? Well, we, uh, we kind of mentioned earlier in the season. Or, or wait, our- before you get into that, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that they've already named one because I had a really good coaching candidate this week, and, and I hate that I did not get to it. So I, I, I want to just throw it out there real quick. Um, I was going to mention that, that maybe because we were just almost completely out of names, guys. We really were just picking random people kind of the last week or so, just people we thought could either leave their jobs or currently don't have one, um, which the, the last person I had, I was going to mention – that they um, they co-host a show about Georgia Tech called Up with the White and Gold. Um, they almost graduated from the school, and uh, you know I was I was gonna I was gonna say why why not have John Watts be the the next head coach because frankly we were out of names and two I mean nobody watches the games like you do you'd be a pretty good coach. Hey, I mean, uh, I mean, I thought about writing my name in a lot of these um, the votes, you know, better better options to have on the ballots around here. But I mean, hey, why not? Yeah. But now I will. Now I was sorry for the interruption. Just that was the last candidate I had on my list. You know, unfortunately we didn't get to it, but luckily we didn't get to it too because if we'd made it to the end of the list and and you know, either more than likely this is the season finale of this show. There's a chance we'll do some random ones in the off season as as things happen, because uh, there will be things that will happen because of this. But without further ado, let's let's hear who the head coach is. All right. Well, like I was saying, you know, we talked about uh, kind of during the year that it would be likely that after the season that they would find a head coach. Uh, didn't realize it would be that soon after the season. And um like like seventy two yeah. hours or something. Right. Um like you said, you know, you you didn't get to make a pick this week. Um but if people listen in to the show, you would find out that my co host here, Jeremy's first pick is the new head coach. Second, I think. Uh on my list I had it was me me picking Jamie Chadwell and you picking Brent Key. Um but maybe I just brought that away. Okay. <laughs> no, there, there's, if I could find the list that I had around here, I, I, it was either first or second. Yeah, it was definitely up there. So, uh, like I just said, um, you know, we've had some talks and interviews this week, uh, including an interview with Tulane head coach Willie Fritz. Um, it just wasn't a fit. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of talks on Twitter um, that I've kind of been following 
and the players, and a lot of people have really pushed for this guy to be the head coach. Um, and I think we'll we'll really work out what we've seen. Uh, so let's just go ahead and get into it. We have removed the interim off of Brent Key, and officially the night of November 29th, that is this past Tuesday, Brent Key was officially announced as the next head coach in Georgia Tech. Oh, it's funny because it's true. I've been on by it so bad, and I forgot we even had it still on the show. No, it's not even funny. It's it's awesome. Um, not not because I predicted it, because even if it was somebody I, I neither one of us had said, I think they I knew Bat was going to make a really good decision. And I mean, a lot of people say, well, they, they they had Fritz, but they couldn't figure out a contract. Well, they had Chadwell, but they couldn't figure out a contract. Well, that's part of the whole deal. It doesn't matter how far down the list you have to go. And honestly, I think there was about a three-way tie up top for, with all those guys. But yeah. you go with the guy that wants to be there. And if those people can't figure out the contract issues, whether it's uh, – I think Jamie Chadwell wanted to bring his entire staff across, which means a complete house cleaning. Um, and, yeah. and I think Fritz wanted wanted a crazy number or something like that. And it's like, okay, well, that sounds like people that don't want to be here for the right reason. Those sound like people right. that are here. It's like, well, if I'm going to come over to that school, then uh, I need this much money or I want to bring all my friends. And it's like I understand those things, and that's fine. But that would totally disrupt the entire culture of what Key did in the last the last eight games of this season. And, and to totally erase that, it doesn't necessarily mean it was going to get better. Yeah, you know, definitely. I mean, like I said, you can see um, people around around the around the team and they're close with a lot of those people were saying, you know, Grant Key really should be it. You know, he's took this team, we've said already on this show and uh, during the season, um, you know, he's he got four wins and figured out what was wrong and was able to kind of build, build up that. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you know, I, or anyone around, you know, associated with this, the team, you know, we shared a video of the meeting that J-Bat had with the team. And, you know, he had a speech and I tell him, you know, they said, hey, we, we've – um, hire a new head coach, and he lets him walk in, and every player will stand up here. Mm. So they understand, and be able, I mean, what he's trying to do, and and you know, it really works for for them. So I think uh, definitely definitely a great hire here. Oh yeah, and that's why I threw that in too. Is I'm not saying Jamie Chadwell is a bad coach. I'm not saying that Fritz is a bad one, too. It's like, no, but – and I'm not saying that, that Brent Key necessarily took uh, – you know, is just going to listen to whatever Bat tells him to do or that he didn't have a, a crazy number that he might have asked for. It proves to me that Brent Key wants to continue what he started, and, and it was that culture. And like you said, there's a lot of alumni that ever since he took over – as interim coach, everybody was like, I kind of like what this guy's doing. A lot of alumni spoke up when Fritz's name suddenly popped up over the weekend. A lot of them were like, I don't necessarily want him. I would rather go with this key guy. I know what he can do. Um, you know, what this guy does here, that guy does there, that's fine. But 
for the culture that needs to be built here, and I think culture is the big word, that's that's why I think they, they went with Key. And, and the fact that everybody stood up, they didn't have to. They could have sat right there. They could have clapped. They could have cheered. They could have done things. But every one of them sat, uh, stood up. I'm sure the part of the video that we didn't see was probably every one of them went up to him and congratulated him. And it's it's they were as proud of, of him getting it as I think he was as proud of them for the way they played this season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can definitely kind of see that. Um, that would be the logical next step in that. And it was just a basic short video and just um, showing the moment they found out. And, I mean, since then, everything I'm following on Twitter, everyone's you know, congratulating. And I know we'll kind of get into it in a minute, but, you know, we definitely see he was ready to go and get ready to um, work on the staffing and, I'm ready for that next season. It's not as soon after he retires. You know, he's setting with him making some changes, which we'll get into. So, yeah, definitely a great hire. He's ready to go. And, uh, again, like I said, I think it's definitely a great hire. Oh, yeah. And and before I, I turn it back over to you, because uh, you know a lot more in depth about this than I do. We've discussed it, but you, you're definitely better at, uh, at uh, explaining it all. The disclaimer is is that you're going to have players that were Jeff Collins players that were either loyal to him or loyal to his system that don't fit what Brent Key maybe wants to do or think they don't fit. And this is also Jeff Collins' staff. These are the people he brought on. Brent Key has not hired one person since being the coach. He might have let a few go or he might have been part of, of some moving around. But like a lot of people are like, oh, I can't believe these happened, or I can't believe this didn't happen. And it's, well, those are the reasons why. These are Jeff Collins' players. These are uh, these are Jeff Collins' staff. So Brent Key may have friends on the staff, but, you know, there's there's not there's not that connection where, oh, he's, he's having to get rid of his buddy. And so I'm sure he's friends with them, but he didn't pick these guys for these positions. So he's trying to make this team the best he can. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and you know, could always see, you know, where his thoughts are and who he's um, kind of replacing, who he's keeping. Um, so definitely that that mindset of where he's looking at going and trying to make those changes, um, you know, right off the bat of, okay, these are the places that we need to fix things. So we need to fix this and this and this. And so we'll get into it. Um, but, yeah, you can definitely see, you know, he, he's ready to go. He's got that mindset of what's going to happen. And, uh, you also mentioned, you know, there's you know, staff and players that you know, came on with Collins that just uh, may not really find that they, they fit here anymore and they've made those decisions. And, again, we'll get into that. Uh, but, yeah, yeah definitely uh, we can see that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, let's uh... – Let's start right there with the staff. Um, obviously, we don't know. I've only heard one name, uh, and, and I will give proper credit to um, to a good friend of the show and uh, media buddy of, of mine, um, Bryce Kuhn, who on his Georgia Tech show the other day, uh, he only threw out one name of anything that, that anybody that he's heard that he could be going after. And if I'm not mistaken – 
think I think I don't know if that's right or not. I think though it's the it's the current defensive back coach at Alabama. I don't don't think I'm trying to find who the guy was, but somehow him and Key know each other from down the way, and that's the only name I heard that he could potentially be targeting. Uh, I'll try to find the name. I had the name, and then for some reason I can't find it anymore. But um, uh, go ahead and talk about the the people that he has uh, dismissed. Are you there? Um, sorry, I was sitting here talking to oh. you. Uh, <laughs> That's why I was like, I was like, oh wait, we got disconnected again. Yeah, no, no, no I was sitting here talking, no, talking away on mute. Uh, a lot of background noise here, so I had to put it on mute. So sorry about that. Um, so what I don't I know, you get um, uh, if you're hearing people that he's targeting, that's a little bit more nasty. So I mean, I know you're your friend, and I'm probably sure I know who you're talking about. Um, seeing those kind of things, it's good making those moves. But uh, like I said, um, in the last uh, several days since he's been hired, uh, there have been three coaches have been let go. Um, they are all on the offensive side. Um, so looking at you know, Dell Alexander, the wide receivers coach, mm-hmm. uh, has uh, Chip Long, who is the offensive coordinator. And then, you know, kind of immediately after the chip was let go, he's already on the list of candidates for the offensive coordinator at Oregon. Uh, so, you know, he, he should, I don't know, he, he should be able to find a home pretty pretty quickly. Um, and then uh, last one um, I just kind of really talked about is Coach Blue, uh, Louis Corrala. Uh, he is the former Greenston conditioning coach for Georgia Tech. Um, earlier today, it was announced that he is expected to be signed on as the new stream coach at Charlotte. Wow. Yeah, that was the that was the one that, that got a few people up in arms and a few people puzzled was the strength and conditioning coach. And I don't know enough about the situation, but just from what I gathered, uh, people were like, oh, this is a real swell guy and this and that. It's like, well, clearly – Probably Bat and Key sat down and looked at a few of these, and I'm sure there's going to be a few more after this. But they started at the top, and they said probably either can we do better or can we do in a different direction, maybe the direction they're trying to go. Or sometimes you look, and if there's a lot of injuries, you know, let's say there's a lot of uh, high ankle sprains, then you start to look at the training staff and you go, why? Are, what are we doing to prevent these kinds of injuries? Are these all freak injuries or – is there a particular reason why everybody's getting a high ankle sprain? Are we are we overtraining? Are we not eating the right recovery foods? Things like that. And I'm not saying the guy did anything bad. I'm just saying that, that sometimes numbers kind of add up and you just have to move on and do something else. Or maybe he wanted to move on. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I've seen his personal post. Um, it definitely was not a thing that he wanted to move on. Um, no. But – um, I mean, like I said, it, it wasn't long after he let go that he'd already signing in, signing on with another school. So I mean, he's definitely 
it was definitely a great, great person. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, were reaching out to him um, and commenting on you know, how great a person he was, how good a coach he was. Um, so, I mean, it was, there were a lot of people kind of surprised at this one. But like you said, I mean, if, if it's something that we need to figure out um, on, on those kind of things, then, yeah, we'll definitely it, it, it sucks for if it was a really good coach, but we need to find a different direction. We definitely need to find a different direction there. Um, I think, I mean, and looking at on that list and what he, what, who was kept on, he didn't touch any of the defensive uh, people. And uh, if anyone's familiar with you know, the last decade of, of um, football, um, you would know that we have a guy by the name of Chris Winky um, mm-hmm. on, on staff, and he was kept. Yeah, uh, I, so, all right. Well, I'll, I'll stop you on that one there. Um, I, I think that might be one of the best things that uh, Bat and or Key have done so far and might be the best thing overall. And it's for this reason. It's because you started the year with Jeff Sims that was actually developing and, and actually starting to really come along um, and then you had to go to uh, you had to go to Zach Pyron because of the injuries to Sims. Sims come back in a little bit, but then you had to go to Pyron. From Pyron, you went to why do I always forget that kid's name? Uh, the the third string. Pyron um, is in the fourth string. Well, then who's the other one then? So Sims was first, Gibson was second. Yeah, uh, Gibson, okay. Yeah, so, so, you go, so you, there you go. So you go Sims, and then you go Gibson. And Gibson was doing some really good things, and he got hurt. And uh, and uh, then Sims, uh, I guess he was, he, he was not able to finish the season either. But you go through it, and four different quarterbacks took snaps under center for Tech. And at no time was that the reason why – the ship was sinking, even though it wasn't really sinking. It didn't. The train did not go off the rails because of the quarterback play, and that had a lot to do with Chris Winkie making sure that no matter who was taking snaps under center, they were ready to play every, every – and that is why I think that's one of the best things they did was to keep him on staff. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, uh, Winkie is here in his uh, you know, first year as quarterback coach, and the Devils see, I mean – I mean, like I said, if you follow if you follow college football over the last decade or two, then you know what he's done as a player, um, as a quarterback, um, to bring that knowledge in for us. And you know, like I said, quarterback play was not 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 an issue. I mean, we had four you know, quarterbacks that you know brought their different skills and were able to do something with it. I mean. It's hard a lot of times to have to go down to your four string, and in that connotation alone, you know, you're on your four string quarterback. Well, you're not going to do anything. And you know, we won games against ranked teams. Uh, we did well against you know, Georgia. So yeah, definitely, uh, it was great to keep him on and um, continue that continue that uh, learning for our quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, and is that all of the staff he has let go? 
Uh, so far, that's what we're looking at. I haven't seen anything new. Um, those three were kind of right off the bat. Um, I mean, pretty much right at the same time. I think it was, hey, these, these three the areas that we need to really work on, so we're going to let them know and let them go, and we'll move on from there and we'll replace them. Um, I don't know if it's just that's all he's looking at um, right now or maybe down the road maybe do some other changes, but um, definitely that's what we've seen so far as far as coaches. All right. Yeah. Um, I can't find that guy's name. I think I know who it is, but I'm not going to put a guess out there. But I had heard that it was an Alabama – Defensive coach, I thought. I thought I heard him say defensive back. Uh, I will double check that. And I got distracted a minute ago as I, I saw um, what Brent Key's salary potentially is, and that could be a whole nother discussion. Um, to, without it sounding bad, because it's not bad. It's yeah, it looks a pretty good number to me. Uh, but uh, Coach Key, if, if you seriously want to take me up on my lunch offer, I got you. I got you. We, we, we'll make that happen. But um, you also have a list of people that have in- entered the transfer portal, correct? Uh, yes. Um, as of uh, what I have so far, um, there were a list of six names of people who uh, were probably in the portal. Uh, one of them has confirmed himself that he was not going in the portal. So we have five oh. people confirmed uh, going in the portal. And, and um, clearly really. these are, and th- clearly these are probably non-starters. They're probably third or fourth string guys um, that you know pro- probably didn't see the field much, right? Uh, no, uh, we've got <laughs> two, at least two. Well, from what I'm saying, yeah, two first string guys. Um, I don't know if we want to go ahead and get into them, but we have some first string yeah. guys, we've got bag of players. Um, let's just go ahead and list. Uh, quarterback Jeff Sims. Uh, okay. He was our first. Uh, yeah. Um, but he did announce on his Twitter uh, that he will be entering the portal uh, on December 5th. And I have heard two potential destinations for him, uh, neither of which are from his camp. I want to throw this out here. This was um, this was a, a media person that uh, – I actually heard a couple media people throw these teams out. And uh, based off his skill set and, and the place where he could thrive, if these people are looking for a quarterback, I, I could definitely see it. Um, I heard Louisville, which would make sense. That's still the Lamar Jackson type, uh, yeah. type yeah. system up there, and, and he could do well there. And I've also heard LSU. Um, I, once again, I don't know if, if, those, they're, if they're on each other's radar or not, but those would not be bad destinations for Sims. No, I'm definitely not. I think uh, the two in Louisville fits him a little better. Um, I think LSU is more of a more of a high flying um, yeah. kind of school. Do a high pass, high score. Um, I mean, at least that's what they want to do. They don't necessarily do what LSU did, but I think uh, if those are the two, I think Louisville that will be a good good fit for him. The passing, a little bit of running. Um, I mean, definitely not going to be a Lamar Jackson, but I definitely right. uh, <laughs> I just said for him, I think. Um, 
Uh, I know definitely I saw earlier that one school um, got there. Looks like they got their quarterback. So uh, we know Iowa would now be an option for him. Yeah, yeah, because uh, uh, that that wounds me a little bit as as a as a Blue fan uh, that Kate yeah. McNamara would go there, but. That's okay. That's uh, once again. That's another podcast. We're gonna have like forty-five podcasts here soon <laughs> with all this stuff. Apparently, now we are working on some stuff here at Impact Media for the off season. Uh, some football related, some non-football related. You'll just have to stay tuned to see what we get uh, crazy enough to get into. Trust me, there's a lot. But uh, all right, so that's one off the list. Uh, who who was the other big starter? Uh, wide receiver Nate McCollum. Okay, I, I will say that that one hurts a little because McCollum yeah. was, was really starting to develop, especially towards the end. You're really starting to see him uh, as they opened up the pass game a little more. Um, and nothing personal to Sims, but uh, it opened up more because of uh, Zach Gibson and Zach Pyron. Uh, Sims hadn't quite gotten there yet. But once again, Sims played most of his career under Collins, so there is that. But haven't heard anything on McCollum as far as where he could go. I wish him the best. I, I thought he did well at Tech, and uh, they're going to miss it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He was, uh, you know, definitely one of the higher higher ones up there. So, um, yeah, that, that that one definitely hurts a bit. It's all right. There's there's two. Uh, who who are the other three? Um, kind of moving down the list, uh, there weren't as, you know, big names in there, but, uh, looking at uh, another wide receiver, uh, Ryan King. Okay. Uh, he didn't, he didn't necessarily play all season. He had a couple of starts and a couple of plays, um, against this year, uh, one, a game against Ole Miss, uh, and a game against Duke. Um, so really, only he's had four receptions on the year for uh, 38 yards. Uh, so it's probably likely this is kind of a move to uh, maybe get a little bit more playing time for him. Uh, right. Now, with McCollum gone, maybe he could have. Um, but it definitely seems like a, a move for himself to um, try to find somewhere he can get some more playing time. Right. Okay. Um, who was number four? Uh, number four is kicker Jude Kelly. Okay. Um, yeah. Do we know much about him? Um, not a whole lot here. Um, no, I think he was probably one of the ones that were uh, started uh, season. Let's see what we got here. Um, yeah, he kind of um, started the season. Uh, he, he played a little. He didn't play really every game. He just kind of, kind of got um, the the only dressed for about six games. Um, he made two field goals on the season: one against Clemson, one against UCF. Um, and then, so that's really there. It's, it's kind of a so two field goals made. Um, that's really all he really does, uh, kind of just when he had one more back in 2020. Um, so definitely he's been in a backup role. Um, so again, kind of looks like a, a move to maybe find a place where he can 
get more playing time, I think. Um, but right. I mean, what he's yeah, he's a he's a redshirt freshman though. I mean, out of Ackworth, so he's he's not not far from our our home hometown territories. Um, yeah. So he's he's got plenty. It only appeared in four games. It seemed like that was a Jeff Collins decision where he started the year, did he not? Uh, yeah, he did start the year against Clemson. Um, you know, two field goal attempts. Um, he made one. Um, so, yeah, in the 10 points that we had against Clemson, he was the field goal. Uh, it was the three points and the extra points that we got against Clemson. Oh, he actually played a little bit last year, but that was part of the co- – or he played in 2020, which was part of the COVID year. So that's that's kind of yeah. what uh, did some stuff. So he's actually – he was in five games as a, a true freshman. And then um, this past year as a – he was in four games as a, a redshirt freshman, I guess. So, all right, he's got nine games under his belt. I mean, he, he's a pretty big kid, actually, to be a kicker. He's 6'1", 174. It's not far away from our size. I guess not far away from my size, at least in height. I, I wish I weighed 174. That would be crazy. I weighed that. I think fourth grade may have been the last time I weighed that. <laughs> but um, you know, to, once, once again, huh? I thought you were talking to a guy who weighed in last in rec football back when I was nine years old. <laughs> the big that weight would be great. <laughs> Yeah, there's a pretty good shot that if either one of us weighed 174 nowadays, you should take us to a hospital. There's something bad wrong. Uh, oh, there's all the games he played. Look at that. I found the link. But it doesn't matter. Uh, he's a pretty good kicker. You know, wish you the best. There's there's people out there that need kickers. Um, there's people in the state. It seems like he wants to stay in state if he's – if he went to Altoona High School and he's from Ackworth and he was trying to be an engineer at Tech, I mean – you know, there's probably of the, you know, probably six or seven major schools and probably a bunch more if he wants to stay in the area. I'm sure somebody needs a kicker. Yeah. But uh, who, who is number five? Uh, number five, the last one that we confirmed had that in the portal is uh, linebacker Demetrius Knight, the second. Okay. Um. He played um, four games uh, this season, kind of beginning the first four, you know, Clemson, Western Carolina, Ole Miss, and UCF. Um, five solo tackles, four assistant tackles, assistant, two not assistant, assisted. Um, he played all four four years, uh, total of 36 games, uh, so total 51 tackles, 30 of them solo, best fat. Um this one apparently is kind of a was a decision uh, disagreement with what he wanted to do and what the staff wanted him to do. Uh, he did request um, this is per his admission uh, on on Twitter um, that he requested to be a redshirt um, mm. and staff did not want him to be a redshirt. Um, they were going to continue to play with him, play him, and. When it, when it didn't happen the way he wanted to, uh, the team kind of basically told him that he was being let go. Um, so yeah. from that decision, he entered the portal. And what was his name again? Uh, Demetrius Knight the second. 
Okay. Make sure I got his name right. I can spell it for you, Ninja. No, I, don't, I, I think I know how to spell Demetrius. Or... Oh, okay. I'll, I'll make sure you know how to spell Knight. <laughs> yeah, N-I-T-E, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Nick and Knight. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, I mean, it comes down to that on, on certain ones, and, and that's, uh, you know, that's kind of what we said, too, is that you're going to get the ones that, that they got a they got a plan for how they want their career to go, and the the team is going to have a, a different way that they want to do things. Or sometimes I thought when you first said it, I thought it was like okay, well he's uh, you know they want him to play a different position probably. They want to you know uh, yeah. stay as a defensive back. Yeah, yeah, like one of those like well maybe they want you to put some size on and play linebacker, middle linebacker, or. Maybe they want to swap you to a slot receiver or, you know, that happens in college. You, you get really athletic kids that, that have played, you know, running back their whole life, and they go, well, we've got 14 running backs, and you're probably the 10th best one. We could much rather use you as a uh, nickel corner on, on our new defense. And so, you know, sometimes that happens, and you get really great players out of it. Sometimes that happens, and nothing happens out of it, but – uh, you know, all five of those appreciate their contributions. Uh, wish them the best, except if they play against Georgia Tech, of course, because we don't know where some of them are going. But, you know, those kinds of things happen. Yeah, and kind of going back with his head for Demetrius, um, there was a little bit of that. Um, they were looking, you know, at he was a wide field linebacker, but also they were looking at wanted to move in more uh, special teams. And he really wanted to do more of the defensive. And yeah. it really was kind of seeing – it was kept seeing less and less play as a linebacker unless uh, – what he said, unless there was a call for targeting. Um, <laughs> so, so we know who that was. And that's uh, – and that's, I was about to <laughs> say, that's not his role in this team. There's somebody who is way better at getting called for targeting than anybody. And that, that's a whole different thing. So, uh, so he said basically. So he's graduating in December anyway. Um, so I mean, he's completed his education in tech, but you know, he still has you know three years of eligibility, uh, which includes the COVID year. Um, so I mean, wow, that's still, that's a good bet. Yeah, um, they didn't play very much in the last four years. I mean. I'm going back and looking at it. I mean, 12 games in 2019, 8 in 2020, 12 and 21, and on four this year. Um, so it's still got a good bit of eligibility there. So, I mean, unless I'm mistaken, I don't know why he wouldn't want to stay at Tech with, uh, you know, he, he could pair up with, with quarterback coach Chris Winkie, who, what, when he graduated FSU, he was like 32 or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he wasn't actually 32, guys. So you guys should look it up. Yeah. But it was really funny. He was like 28, though. But it was because of, of the, the way his career had went. I can't remember if he was one that had spawned off and like went to do something else and then come back and use the rest of his eligibility. There was a couple guys that did that. A couple of them would like, go play baseball for the Yankees. And when they realized they weren't really good at baseball, they, they come back and started playing uh, football. I think, I think one was a Michigan quarterback, too. And they actually did a lot better doing that. But 
Yeah, he's the one. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, he's the one who played for uh, Toronto Blue Jays and then enrolled at Florida State when he was 25. Yeah, definitely an upgrade there. Um, do you want to? Do you want to freeze? Do you want to freeze in Toronto majority of the year, or do you want to um, go to Tallahassee and play football? I mean, you know, that's that's not that hard of a choice. Right. I mean, going from uh, and not just playing for the Blue Jays, he played for the minor league team. He never made it to the pro league. Uh, he only made it to like Triple A, and then decided he's going to go to Florida State. And no football. And I think uh, so his career was a little. <laughs> yeah, well, well, so you're saying he made it? No, wait. Tim did make it to AAA before he, he let go. I was about to say he made it a whole level above Tebow, and we all know Tebow's arguably one of the best college football players of all time. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's. I think it would be hard-pressed, and this could be a whole different podcast. Once again, let's add another. We're just going to have a list of things we should do podcasts about. You know, uh, I think the the two biggest names that come up when you say best college football players of all time are usually Herschel Walker and Tim Tebow, and I think it would be hard to find anybody better than either one of them. Yeah. You probably could not get more polar opposites as far as personalities and things, but (laughs) – once again, that's a whole other tangent that we're not going down right now. We've already mentioned voting, so we're not going to we're not going to get into that other tangent. But you know, like I said, these these five people, uh, these five athletes, uh, like I said, appreciate the the contributions. But if uh, if you feel that your skills could be better used somewhere else, or you want to take a chance on on uh, something else, then then more power to you because. Sports up until recently has has been the opposite of what the real world is. You know, where wherever our listeners are, where if you're at your job and you think that your skills could be used other places, well, you could leave that job and go get a job somewhere else. I mean, you take the risk of it not being as good as you think it is or maybe not getting the job you wanted, but, I mean, you have the option that at any time you can quit one job and, and go try to get another. In sports, most of the time you get, you know, because of a contract or because of a scholarship, it's it's not been where these guys could move around or gals could move around much. But now that the transfer portal and other things are going, I mean, they have the opportunity to try something else. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting kind of thing, but, you know, because you have that transfer portal. I mean, not something I could do in my, <laughs> my life. <'cause, laughs> hey, I don't want to go. Let me go with this like, website, put my name in, see if anyone else wants me. And just move on over. I mean, how great yeah. would that be? You could just go, hey, you know what? I no longer want to be the fry cook at Burger King. I, I am putting myself in the transfer portal. I am now available. I'm going to take my talents to Bojangles. Come buy chicken. Right, right. I mean, how great would that be if there was seriously a, a job transfer portal? That we may be on to something here. We should start. A number of people would be moved all around. I don't know. How anybody getting work on this? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's just weird. But yeah, I mean, like I said, um, no, 
no bad feelings for these guys. They're you know, trying to make a, a life for themselves, and they understand what, what they need to do. And um, I hate it that they want to leave, leave the school, but best wishes to them and, and their careers and uh, wherever they may end up. Well, and they're, you know, just because there are five people who want to leave doesn't mean there's not five people that want to join. Or to know at this point of the juncture, even though you're kind of late in the recruiting period, I mean, that still gives Brent Key the ability to uh, go talk to one of these high school athletes and say, you know what, I, I didn't need another wide receiver or I didn't need a uh, special team specialist or or a kicker or whatever, but I do now. Um, would you like to come be an engineer or, or an international affairer or whatever and, and come play for the Yellow Jackets? I mean, it kind of opens up a spot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, mean, I was kind of scrolling through uh, Twitter earlier, and I have seen some posts that they have made some offers to some kids. Um, so recruiting is definitely there. And um, – So, they should I mean, come out here to the. Uh, they should come out here to the West Georgia area if they're trying to recruit. Because my goodness, you could you could. Uh, I don't recommend you throw rocks, but I, I could you know if you throw a rock in any direction, you could probably find a highly talented uh, young student athlete that can do whatever you want them to do. Yeah, uh, out here and there's a lot of places around. I know. Um, I don't know why his name keeps slipping my head out of my head, but. <laughs> We went to school with a coach at a really big, powerful football school. Um, and he's always kind of putting things out there saying, hey, come check out these kids. Come check out these kids. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Definitely. There's definitely offers out there and recruiting going on. So, I think um, he's on the road to starting on a new team here. And, It'll be good, interesting to see what happens in the off season and what happens next season. Yep, absolutely. But things are uh, on the up and up, and it's not just because we're up with the white and gold on this show. I th- <laughs> I, I think, you know, if I would have told you this would be where you're at at the end of the year, um, I, I think Tech fans would have took it. If I would have told you uh, you're going to get rid of your coach, you're going to bring one of the assistants on as as the main as the uh, the interim, he's going to go 500 in eight games. You're going to uh, be competitive with uh, UGA, the best team in the in the league. You just, I mean, you couldn't go score for score with them. But you know, you were competitive, and then you know you're going to lose a couple people to the transfer portal, but you're going to probably gain a few as well. I, I think Tech fans would have said, you know what, it beats winning three games a year. So yeah, I'm I'm in for that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in the past, I mean, that, that transfer portal has definitely helped us out. I mean, you look at Pumachon, who was a transfer out of Clemson. I mean, a great school. I've off the road a good bit. So, I mean, you can definitely make that worth your while and the recruiting with high school. Um, that was good there. And whenever definitely parts of the season, after he was interim coach, if you asked us and we thought, he would go 500, and be like, "You're crazy." I mean, it's 
it's kind of hard to see when you pass that what you're used to. And but when Colin's going one and three, it's like okay, here we go again. Are we going to be another three-win season, or could it be worse? I mean, he honestly could have lost right on out and made it a one-win season. But I mean, it had to happen at some point, and okay. I think they made a good time to do that. And they got a good guy to replace him. Yeah. And, you know, luckily it worked out to where they named their new head coach and we could talk about it before the the season finale of the show. Yeah. For the longest time, I thought it was going to happen, you know, a week after we stopped. Yeah. But, you know, it, it happened the way it happened, and, you know, it's, it's been a fun ride here. Great season. I mean, yeah. we, could have, we definitely could have hoped for, we hoped for more, but, you know, it is what it is. So, thanks for uh, bringing me along the ride this season. Hey, it, and people who, who know and people who say they they've enjoyed you being on, it's not like he's going anywhere. He's he's been here. He's been with Impact Media practically since the beginning. Anyway, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna hear him on other shows. Like I said, we have a few random things we're gonna try to make work and try to figure out. Uh, probably none of the side podcasts we mentioned tonight, but there there are tons of other stuff we're gonna get into. You are gonna randomly, if you follow either one of us on social media, you will probably see the other one's face on a few of those posts anyway. So you know it's. It's not like we're going anywhere. It's just the show's taking a slight pause until something uh, something happens in the off season, which I'd be willing to bet somewhere in January we'll start to hear some stuff. Yeah, I think uh, we had had that first little 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 bump, little hurdle of things that go happen, and it might probably calm down for a little bit when they figure out where they want to go. And then, yeah, I agree. You know, after New Year, we might see some. A bigger movement. Yep, I definitely think so. But as you said, uh, it has been fantastic having you be a part of this project. Uh, when we first started coming up with ideas for new things we want to do, you were absolutely the first person I thought of, as you would probably figure that out anyway. But uh, <laughs> it, it's been a lot of fun. Like I said, guys, you're, you're not. This won't be the last time you hear him. He will. He will uh, probably guest spot on a couple things uh, coming up uh, soon, and. Um, any any closing remarks on the Georgia Tech season? No, like I said, um, I'm looking. Um, I said players um, hold their hold their head high. We've, we've got our guy for the foreseeable future. Um, uh, but I'll continue to watch uh, as I always have. No matter what we end up doing, I'm still here to watch, cheer them on, um, and uh, like I said, I look forward to. What are we doing next season? And, you know, again, like I said, it could have been better, but I know we'll definitely take this. Um, I mentioned it, it's an improvement on the last three years. Uh, you know, four or five wins, is, you know, five is bigger than three. Uh, any math class you take. <laughs> oh, uh, it is Georgia Tech, so our entire audience understood that. 
But uh, other than that, this has been uh, the inaugural season of Up With The White and Gold. There will be a season two, and there will be those bonus episodes I'm talking about during the off season. Uh, from who knows what random places. They could be at ice rinks. But what do I know? I'm just in charge around here. But this has been Up With The White and Gold. He's GT John Watts. I'm Jeremy The Impact Yours. We will see you guys next time around. Go Jackets.